welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home every day. All right, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Hey, Jerry. Hey, by the way, uh, Megan Hills, uh, for a couple shows, because uh, we recorded on a different day, had a conflict with uh, some other work she does, so she couldn't be with us. So I'm sort of filling in for Megan as the announcer. What? We don't we don't pay her enough on this show? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, we get paid? Yeah, we get paid. Wait a second. Well, that, that, that's funny you say that because I keep sending the money to Gene, and are you guys now telling me oh, wait, this is new hey, information? Hey, hey, so are you anyway, now telling so me anyway, you guys aren't getting the money? Yeah, so sounds anyway, like we got a business meeting saying. coming up after this episode. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got me a business. Hey, uh, so here's uh, the deal: we got we got Casey Campbell coming hey. back. Hey. Casey Campbell. Music coordinator. He was on last week. We asked him if he would come back again. He agreed. We're going to hear Casey in a few minutes do a song from one of his albums, along with his band. I believe this is from the Price Hill Hustle as well. That is correct. Uh, Yeah. Casey. All right. So we'll swing back to that in a minute. I wanted to ask uh, Jerry, uh, you know, we always ask Jerry to uh, give us some thoughts. uh, And people don't always know this about Jerry Springer. Yes, he's a TV celebrity, now a, a TV judge, because he is an attorney, Northwestern Law School and all that, been a politician, as, along with some other things. So he's got the Judge Jerry show, but uh, he knows politics. He, he has his whole life followed current events. He's had a passion for the issues of the day. And Jerry, uh, what, at the end of August, uh, the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan. And now that, you know, more than a week has passed, what are your latest thoughts on our withdrawal and the situation in Afghanistan? Well, we've already discussed in prior podcasts that the decision to militarily leave Afghanistan after being there 20 years was, in fact, the right decision. But it is now also clear that the mechanics of our leaving were at best messy and chaotic. Surely I'm not a military expert, but in our military training from West Point on down, have there been no studies, no education, no game plans devised as to how we end military conflicts when we decide to leave? We certainly know how to start wars, even catch up when we're caught by surprise. But in our own withdrawals, we historically seem pitifully unprepared. When President Biden was sworn in on January 20th, the agreement with the Taliban had already been signed by Trump that we would leave Afghanistan by May of this year. But unsurprisingly, he had, of Trump that is, had no groundwork been laid to set up for our actual withdrawal that would include the Afghans who had been helping us in our war against the Taliban. But whatever, This is the hand we've now been dealt. So what should we do now? There's a code in the Marines, perhaps in all our military, that we leave no man behind. And this must apply now. 
we ought to view this effort as we would a brand new conflict, all hands on deck. If it means a few more months, a lot more dollars, increased troops and weapons, private airlines, whatever it takes, this is our mission now, not to rebuild a new nation there, not to install a form of government they may not even want or are unwilling to fight for, but simply to get out every American and every Afghan citizen or soldier who was aiding us in fighting alongside us in this war. We get every one of them out who wants to get out. Because if we leave them there, we leave them to be jailed, tortured, or killed. And under what moral code of honor is that justifiable? The British figured out a way to save their own at Dunkirk. We ought to be able to do that in Afghanistan. Despite the inevitable political criticism, I must say Biden's actually done a relatively good job. That is in getting most of our people out. He had a massive airlift, helicopters, planes for those who could safely get to the airport, and then taking them to our military bases in that part of the world to temporarily put them up there while they were vetted by the countries that will ultimately take them. And that includes us. These people fought and risked death supporting us. So we can't just get them out. We must also let them in. This has implications beyond just the moral one. For our own national security, after four horrific and shameful years of Trump, where we pulled out of almost all our major alliances and treaties, where Trump showed the world that America can't be trusted to keep its word, where he spent his tenure berating and insulting our strongest allies while cozying up to dictators and adversaries, putting everyone's safety at risk, we have some serious making up to do. The next time we're involved in a crisis, why would any nation come to our aid knowing that whatever we promise, whatever we sign, isn't worth the paper it's printed on if someone like Trump becomes president? What he did to America is going to take a long time to heal. And the best way to start that healing is to demonstrate to the world now that Trump's gone, that we will keep our word. It is our bond. And we will leave no man, woman, or child, no American or ally who comes to our aid in crisis, we will leave none of them behind. This is the argument for going all in to getting them all out. Good point, Jerry. Good point. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I'm pretty excited about this, actually. Uh, I have not told you guys about this because I was asked by the developer, the owner of a company. Uh, it's, it's actually called Nebulous. Uh, Industries, I'm checking it out here, is the name of the company. They develop, and uh, Casey Campbell, David Pruce, uh, Megan's not with us tonight, as I mentioned before, but we've got David Pruce on mic, our technical producer, Casey Campbell, our music coordinator. So you guys, and Jerry, I'm pretty sure doesn't know what this is, but there are phone apps. You guys know about mm -hmm. those, right? A phone app, yep. something that, and, oh, maybe Jerry actually knows about them. So it goes on your phone, and 
there's a new one out and a man contacted me some months back. He listens to the show. We're going to say hello to him on Facebook Live. His name is John Eibold. Say hello to John. Hello, John. Waving to John oh, Eibold hey, John. of Nebulous um, Industries there in Atlanta, Georgia, it says here. He developed a phone app called Chat Chart. Try saying that 10 times fast. Chat Chart. C-H-A-T, like talking. And then chart, C-H-A-R-T. This app, Jerry, David, and Casey, was developed, listen to this, this is kind of crazy, for those men and women, and this is not unlike your Judge Jerry show, who are hired, usually they're attorneys, sometimes they're ex-judges, to uh, mediate disputes between labor and management. Right, Jerry? That's called mediation. Yep. And so they'll... They, those people who are hired to manage those mediations uh, are using this app. Now, Eibol developed the uh, beta version of this. So the beta version is the test version. It's not on the market. Actually, it went on the market two days ago. And he used, this is what's cool, our show to develop the beta I don't know if you use anything else, but he's. Uh, if you go on their website, if you look it up right now as I'm talking, Nebulous Enterprises and the app Chat Chart, you're going to see the Jerry Springer podcast talked about in depth. So this is going to be sold to mediators for labor management disputes. Get this. He then realized that they were getting calls from marriage counselors. And then the third one, college debate teams. What it does hmm. is it measures what's called audio imbalance. And then they also refer to it later when they come at it in a different direction, digital discrimination. And what they do, it's brilliant. He turns it on and he started doing it months ago on our show. He would just put it on to show how easy it is. I'm holding up my own cell phone and I've got the app here because I have the beta version of it. And you can see it right there on my phone called chat chart. You lay it on a table. He just put it on his kitchen table or his desk in his office and turned it on. And the app recognizes based on voice timber and the cadence of a voice. And then the names that are used in a conversation. And it puts in the columns and puts on the app in running time the numbers of who's talking and he then printed for or emailed me and i printed it up i'm gonna hold this up for facebook live <laughs> he printed <laughs> i hold it up again he printed for me and it has because it, it knows who's talking based on if i refer to jerry and here's jerry and Jerry and Jerry, and here's Jerry. So there's Jerry, Megan, David, and Casey. And on the last four months, on average, one person is averaging 6,920 words per episode. A second person, and the first one's Jerry, because Jerry says podcast. Yeah. He's got 6,920 words on average. The second one was the shock. Megan, 4,429. 
And the third position no. is David, <laughs> 3,201. And the fourth position is Casey, 3,114. Julie Navarra, 2,803. And Gene, well, it actually is pronounce it Hene, because I spell my name J-E-N-E, and it's like Amazon. Always, when you get a notification, yeah, a package has been delivered for Hene. No, it's Gene, you idiot. So mine, that this year, 1,662. John Eibold called me a week ago and said, you, Gene, have a basis for he's talked about a lawsuit, he talked about just a complaint, <laughs> a mediation. Uh, he called it digital discrimination. So I just wanted to have, and I appreciate you guys giving me a minute to talk about this. That was well, something that's been on my mind. Well, I can tell you, I can it. tell you that in these last five minutes, you just upped your average. <laughs> Just uh, went through the ceiling. You, ha you had me, Gene. Oh my! You had me there God. for a minute. Yeah, I'm thinking, what is yeah. this? Was this was high <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> it's called. This was a called top four. High nonsense. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> this I like is that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, and so anyway, folks, chat chart. If you go to their website and grab that. Or go to you know uh, uh, the iStore. I or tried. Whatever, <laughs> <Android> <laughs> <store>. Chat chart. <laughs> I, I just tried. tried. Yeah. Curious. Curious. Chat I couldn't chart. find, no, I couldn't find it. I, I'm sure it'll be up after. Well, if it's not there today, Casey, it'll be sometime <laughs> after. He just finished right. the beta. He just finished That's the right. beta. Sometime, Casey, give the I'm guy. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure he's just so working. There's out not the even. There's not even a company. There's not even a company called this. You they just made this whole Enterprises. thing up, Jerry. Nebulous Enterprise <laughs> Industries, David. Thank you. Uh, okay, just for those of you who think I BS when I make and I make this stuff up, <laughs> that is a printed sheet right there. You don't have a printed Gene's sheet. Got, got on my dot mate. I printed it on my dot. You got one of those printers. So there it is. What were you? What were you showing us on your phone? <laughs> you kept holding up your phone. I'm showing you chat chart. I chat told chart. you there it is. There it right is. there. there is. No, it's not chat chart right there, <laughs> Jerry. Take a good look. <laughs> good Lord, man. Gene, Gene, I, I, I don't know what. Well, I don't know where you got your printer, but I want one of those because I ain't never seen one that prints in cursive like that before. <laughs> what? I've, ne I've never what? seen one that prints in cursive like that. Before. Oh, I had it. Hey, 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 my bad. I had it. I wrote notes on the oh. back. Oh. Right <laughs> no, uh, no, but hey, uh, everybody, look into the. Uh, the Facebook Live camera and wave not only to Johnny Eibold, uh, hi Johnny, but also to Vicky from Leicester, UK. Oh, hey, Vicky. Hey, hey, oh, right. hey, Vicky. Thanks for tuning in from the now, UK. Vicky. Yeah. Vicky. Uh, she yes, was great. She, was she did wonderful. a great job. And she, yep. along with uh, Julie Navarra, uh, our co host, and Julie, I, I got it written down, or it's printed. Julie's getting 2,803 <laughs> uh -huh. words every episode. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Vicky 
we uh, promised her, and, and we are delivering. This is why I wanted to bring up Vicky again. Uh, Vicky is going to receive an autographed copy of a photo from Jerry. But he, they, so that's hey, look. Let's be honest. Jerry's a celebrity, and he's they, they, they send out <laughs> a lot of photos with uh, some bullshit signature that's probably a a stamp or something. But no, Jerry signed I, this photo. And Jerry, personally, Vicky, is going to mail it from his post office personally. And he committed today that he is going to shoot a video of Jerry mailing the photo at a post office. And that's to be on a future <laughs> podcast to you yeah. and, and Lester Ingram. I don't know. What do you think that's going to cost to send a photo to uh, the UK? Oh, wait a second. We didn't go over that. Yeah, how much is this going to cost to send a to to send a picture to England? Oh, Vicky, man. Vicky, if you're listening now, we usually do this on Tuesday night. We're going on Wednesday, so uh, let's uh, hope and wonder if Vicky is listening. Vicky, type into the comment section if you are listening tonight in real time to yeah, you be able to watch for that. And tell us what the hell this is going to cost Jerry Spring. It's like five bucks or quid. <laughs> well, hey, what's a quid? What the hell's a quid? Five quid. What is that, Jerry? You're British. Uh, they're, they're, they're pounds. <laughs> so what's a pound? A, shil a shilling or a pound. So what's a pound? How much is a, a pound? A pound, well, the value of it change to, towards the dollar changes from anywhere from, you know, uh, I remember when it was up to a dollar eighty. So it goes down to a dollar twenty. I mean, it's the value of the what you can buy with a pound versus an American dollar. So if I have and, a uh, dollar and I go to England, how many pounds do I get? Uh, a pound well, it depends what the rate is that day. The rate changes every single day. And when you go to a currency exchange, they will tell you there you will spend this amount of dollars. I told you that story about me buying a Tony Bennett painting. Yeah, and they told, they told me. It was uh, 18000 and I'm going, oh, my God, did I just spend $18,000 on a Tony Bennett painting? And then when I went to the desk there at the gallery to pay, it was 18,000 pounds, which oh. at the time was almost double the dollar. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, I spent like $35,000, and I was too, like an idiot, I was too embarrassed. Yeah. To say, oh, I can't afford this because Tony Bennett is standing there with me. So, <laughs> well, let me ask you a question about that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just, so, wait, you said a, a Tony Bennett painting. Is this a painting that Tony Bennett Tony Bennett painted, or is it a painting? It's a painting. Yeah, he painted. Is it yeah, a painting of Tony Bennett? He's an artist. No, it, I wish it were a painting. It. I wish it were uh, a painting an of Tony Bennett that Tony Bennett painted. That would be. <laughs> Autobiographical. Oh, yeah. that, that would be oh, worth eighteen thousand. Yeah. Well, Jerry, no, this is. Let me ask you an, a, Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you gonna say? Well, no, he 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 lives mm -hmm. in New York City. I'm not saying exactly where, but he opened the window and painted from his window. Okay. What he oh, saw outside. Cool. All right. Uh, generally, I can tell you it was around Central Park, but he so he painted it, and I we were both staying at the same hotel in England. Uh, this was 10, 15 years ago. And uh, so we see each other in the lobby. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? What are you doing in town? Well, at the time I was, oh, I know. At the, at the time I was doing a late night show there. Um, 
you know, like the Tonight Show, but I did it on weekends in England. Anyway, so I was there for that. And but I was not taping that night. He says, uh, and I asked him what he was doing, if he was giving a concert. And he said, no, um, I'm showing my art at a gallery, which was up in Hempstead. Mm. So he says, why don't you come with me? Well, Tony Bennett says, why don't you come with me? So I said, yeah, well, thanks. So we drive up, uh, you know, he drives me up to the gallery or driver drove us up. We go into the gallery. There are all these fancy people there, these paintings all over, some really beautiful paintings. And, you know, he's walking around with me. I mean, he saw me coming. He figured this. (laughs) He was just reeling me in. So now... And I'm seeing some of these paintings and some of them are like a hundred thousand, you know, and I mean, just, I mean, they're huge paintings, but they were really very nice. So I'm sweating and looking around for one, which was lower price. And so I had a relatively small one that as I said, it had 18, you know, with a dash on it. So I knew it wasn't $18. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it was 18,000. Yeah. So, and then when I go to pay and I'm thinking, what am I going to tell me that I just yeah. spent $18,000? And then they told me it was pounds. Oh, so I said God. in a very high voice, oh, how, how much is that in dollars? Hey, have you ever had it appraised by anybody in other words is it maybe worth a lot of money for whatever reason or no well uh yeah there's probably a thing on the back which says what it was purchased for yeah no no, yeah, no. And, and, the well, value, so he's a select the value of the it value. if you turned around and sold it to an art dealer would it command the amount of money you put into it or not do you think I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm not an art aficionado. I, I don't know. It, it It's a pretty painting, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's, the answer is I don't know. Okay. But it would be, it was in a serious gallery, so some serious people, yeah, it wasn't like he was send, selling it out of the trunk of his car. It was in this major gallery in Hampstead, London. And... Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so I think it. I hope it was. Jerry, if we got a surprise <laughs> for well, you. Would you? He is on the line. <laughs> He's mad about you deprecating no, how much his no. painting is worth. <laughs> no, it was worth it. I just didn't have the money for it. How funny. May I oh, ask he was selling you? Selling uh, there for a hundred thousand dollars. May May I ask you a question? Uh, you, you're going to anyway. Go ahead. Well, here is a painting I have done. Oh yeah. Uh, what would you pay for that? Would you pay uh, for that? It's, it's a painting that I did. Hey, um, anywho. Uh, no, Gene, when you come when you come to the reading of the will, yes. uh, th- there may be something left for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet. Yeah, don't count on that. Yeah. And everybody viewing in to the live stream of the reading of the will will be able to see the Tony Bennett painting. So. I would like there to see that. <laughs> hey, uh, we have tonight with us again. We asked him to come back. We have Casey Campbell on periodically. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. Casey Campbell, our music Appreciate you coordinator. Having me. And uh, Casey is a very talented singer songwriter and a member also of a group called the Price Hill Hustle, which is a group out of 
Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, they're a hell of a good band. And uh, Casey, uh, we're well. Tell us again. You you chatted a little bit last week about what you're up to, but you are sort of getting back. You put it nicely last week on our podcast that you're kind of still straddling the fence, partially, you know, living another life, work, working other ways, and then partially getting back into music. Uh, correct. Yeah. Doing uh, outdoor shows as long as the weather is going to allow us to do so. And then very, Good. very carefully choosing some uh, indoor shows that have uh, uh, COVID-19 protocols in place, either proof of vaccination or a proof of, um, of a, a negative test within 72 hours. So we're going to be real choosy throughout the winter, but on those, but trying to get in these outdoor shows is, you know, as long as we can. Sounds good. Now, Casey, uh, you're going to do a song tonight that uh, Price Hill Hustle has done called Heathen. That's right. Correct? It's actually a new song. It'll be on our upcoming album. Uh, so right now uh, it's just uh, live material. We've got a, a great video here from down in Louisville, Kentucky, about a year ago or more well actually i guess almost two years ago now uh this video was taken but uh still a brand new song so we were just getting it out there as the pandemic was start here we go heathens buffalo watch price hill hustle oh okay yeah 2020 there you go has come to town they don't put jesus in any of their songs well i will go in there tonight i'm gonna set them sinners right i'm gonna tell them they've been living wrong sit down you heathens sit down you heathen sit down you said, I want to see this band. I race down to my car, drive up to that bar. The place is crawling with a most unseemly kind. They're all talking loud, so I push through the have lost their minds. Sit down, you heathen. Sit down, you heathens. Sit down, you heathens. Sit down, I want to see this band. Well, my childhood fears and my mama's tears kept me where I was put. But I bet my soul tonight, Lord, forgive me if I'm just a tap in my foot. Church is tomorrow, y'all. 
I said, I'm in love with this band. Yeah. Here's by Buffalo Wasp. Christ Hospital, Casey Campbell singing with Thank you. Scott Risen. Yeah. Written by the bass That's right. player. What's the bass player? Bill Baldock. Name? Bullseye Bill. Yeah, Lives down in Springfield, yeah, Kentucky. He fixes his guitars, and he and his wife own a uh, like an antique uh, shop down in Springfield, or Springfield, Tennessee, I should say. So, um, yeah, go visit Bill okay. if you're down in Tennessee. Yes, that's, yeah, very good. So, where else uh, can folks hear you? you? Got a new album coming out, I mm-hmm. know, but uh, what on all the usual platforms? I'm betting Spotify. Yep, here and there, Spotify everywhere. and iTunes. Uh, just look for the Price Hill Hustle, uh, Buffalo Wobs, and the Price Hill Hustle, and you can go to our website, PriceHillHustle.com, for. Uh, show dates we've got some dates coming up through uh september october uh, we're going to be in washington dc here in a, a week or two and um then through kentucky and indiana and uh ohio for and uh, west virginia for just a couple limited shows before the cold comes and gets us so we hope to see you out soon that's really cool yeah good for you good for you sounds really you. good so uh buffalo watch price hill hustle got an album coming out while we're at it uh here's uh oh. chat all right. an app that you all might want to take a look at yeah. use the uh code, <laughs> coupon code gene j-e-n-e chat i'll go chart. i'll go try to i'll go try to download it again gene i'll let you know uh, if i have success nebulous industries <laughs> is the company uh john eibel uh, see you john good uh thanks oh, for everything you've done goodness. john eibel uh all right casey <laughs> campbell taking a out on down by the riverside with Jerry Springer. See you all next time. Well, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down by.